Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Wednesday the 10th of April. Coming up, man charged with murder following death at Caravan Park. Children at Kent Hospice star in exhibition by world-famous photographer. We wanted to do something to portray to the world what the children who use our services are really like. And former Medway serviceman plans to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. We're doing it for um, depression, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, mental health awareness. Kent Online News. First today, we're bringing you an update on a story from earlier this week. Detectives have been investigating the death of a man at a caravan park near Canterbury and have now charged a man with murder. Ish has the details. 30-year-old Alexandru Kontantinescu was found dead with a chest injury at the Brotherhood Wood Caravan site on Gatehill and Dunkirk just after 7 on Sunday night. The following day, a section of the A2 between Brenly Corner and the A28 Ashford Road was closed in connection with the investigation investigation and police are thought to have been looking for evidence. This morning they charged 48-year-old Dimitri Palazzo who lives on the site with murder. Four other men have also been arrested over the death. Two have since been released without charge and two others remain in custody. Elsewhere today a woman's died after getting trapped inside a house during a fire near Ashford. Emergency crews were called to Long Beach Park off Canterbury Road in Charing just after two yesterday afternoon. Police and fire investigators are trying to work out how the blaze started. It's been revealed councillors and planning officers have received death threats over the redevelopment of Maidstone Mosque. The old building on Moat Road was demolished last November and works underway on a new one. The councillor's spoken out about intimidating letters they've been sent and is warning of an increasingly hostile environment. Bosses at a golf club near Sittingbourne have offered a £1,000 reward for information following overnight vandalism. Ten electric golf buggies were damaged and at least four entered up being driven into a lake at Upchurch River Valley Golf Club in the early hours of Sunday. Kent Online reports. One of the world's most famous fashion photographers has taken photos of children at a hospice in Kent as part of a major exhibition. Demelza Kids is being staged at Bonhams in London in a bid to raise awareness of the charity and the work they do. Jürgen Teller was invited to meet youngsters at their centre near Sittingbourne as part of the project. Nicola's been finding out more from Demelza Melzer's chief exec, Ryan Campbell. We wanted to to do something to portray to the world what the children who use our services are really like. Um, I think lots of people who think of hospice care for children think of um, children maybe as objects of pity or uh, as tragedy, and that's so far from the reality of our children's lives. So we invited one of the world's most um, well-known and eminent Um, art and fashion photographers to come and see what he would make of our children's lives and how he would like to portray them. And Jürgen actually visited um, the site near Sittingbourne last year, didn't he? What was that like? He did. He came to the hospice and he also visited children at their own homes. It was, uh, I think, a very powerful experience for all concerned. Um, Jürgen quite quickly made the decision to pack up his big cameras and his lighting rigs and uh, and all of that paraphernalia 
and instead he just got out his smartphone and took lots of pictures of the children and the families doing what they do, how they normally look. And it, it created the most extraordinary and most beautiful images. You've had a chance to have a look at them, I presume. What, what are some of your favourites? Would you like to describe them to us? It's hard to pick favourites. Some of them are, because Jürgen's a, an art and fashion photographer, some of them are very arty. Um, and with really interesting use of colour and shade and shape. And some of them are a lot more snapshotty. And I think it's those that are my favourite because they they show the children sometimes laughing, sometimes looking a bit more pensive, you know, just looking the whole variety of emotions and facial expressions. Virtually all of the photos, they're, they're not posed. They're children and young people who were doing things, who were absorbed in what they're doing, absorbed in their lives and full of life. Um, it'd be really hard to pick a favourite. I'm a big fan of, um, there's a, a boy called Connor who's um, holding up uh, one of the, the tubes that he needs for, for clinical reasons. And he's just got such a look of defiance and strength in his face. I think that that's one of my favourites. And what are you hoping this exhibition will get across to somebody who, it's up in London, we know that you obviously look after children from all over, but people who might not have actually heard of Demelza, what sort of message are you hoping this exhibition gets across to them? I hope it shows the, the children as they really are. So, like I said, not as objects of pity or tragedy, but children who are so full of life, they may have disabilities, they may have health needs, they may have all sorts of challenges, but in some ways that makes those children, it makes their lives even brighter, even stronger. And I think that really comes out in these photos, their personalities, what they contribute to their families, to their communities. Because of course we care for, for children with terminal conditions throughout their lives, not, not just at the end. And this shows, this shows everything that they are and how they're remembered and how they're treasured and um, how they're seen by their families. And it's, I think it's a really unique insight, both into the family's lives and also into the work that Demelza does and who we care for. And have the families had a chance to see the photos yet? And if they have, what's their reaction been to them? They've been absolutely overjoyed, I think. I mean, for one, I think any parent who's having their, their photograph taken by someone so internationally famous, that's quite a big deal. Uh, but they really enjoyed the experience and also enjoyed these um sometimes quite unusual photos of their children which which capture you know capture everything they are one of the things that demelza does is it, it tries to help families create memories um that they can hold forever and this is a really unusual but very exciting way to, to capture a memory. Kent Online News. It's been confirmed a mini festival set up in memory of a young woman who was killed in Medway is going to be taking place for a second year. Molly Fest is named after 23-year-old Molly McLaren who was murdered by her stalker ex-boyfriend in a car park at Chatham's Dockside Outlet. It'll be raising money to help people suffering with eating disorders. One of Molly's friends has been telling us more about it. My name's Amy Lee and I'm a trustee for the Molly McLaren Foundation. Molly Fest is an annual music festival that celebrates Molly's birthday. This year it will be held on the 25th of May at the Leather Bottle in Cobham and it starts at 2pm. We created Molly Fest to reinforce who Molly was as a person and to take lots of the things that she enjoyed and put them together. 
It's about friends, family and the community coming together to share memories and laughter. Last year we held the first ever Molly Fest and we sold out over 400 tickets in just one week. The day itself raised over £5,000 and we now use that money to support another amazing charity that does um, a form of counselling, therapy and early intervention schemes around the local community. Tickets are being sold on the door this year to allow more people to enjoy the day um, and they are £10 and under fives go free. We have a range of live music, DJs playing throughout the day, barbecue and drinks being served in the garden, a small kids area and some little surprises dotted around that we didn't have last year for those of you that joined us. The Molly McLaren Foundation is also now looking to work with another charity that gives training to schools and universities about how to spot the first signs of eating disorders. Kent Online reports. Finally today a Medway athlete who competed at the Invictus Games in Australia is now taking on another challenge to climb the highest mountain in Africa. Former serviceman Darren Young is organising a fundraising trip to Mount Kilimanjaro. He's been inspired to do it by James Rose, another competitor he met at Sydney who lost both legs above the knee in Afghanistan. Nicola's been chatting to him and actor Jay Connor, who'll be joining them. One of my friends from the Invictus Games, uh, James Rose, he was a double amputee from Afghanistan um, above the knee, which is going to be uh, making it a lot harder. There's only one other person uh, in the world ever attempted to climb it um, and we're going to try and get him up that mountain. Uh, Invictus Games, we become very good friends. He said that it had always been his dream to get to the top of it, but since losing his legs, he thought it was impossible. Uh, Invictus Games is all about making the impossible possible. And Jay, you're going to be joining the challenge as well. How did you get involved? I am. Um, I met Darren last year at a charity football game. And he mentioned about it and I was stoked to jump on board. I love the meaning behind it. So it's something I really want to get on board with. Is there anything you ever thought that you would do at all? Had it even crossed your no. mind in the past that you would want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? No, I've just seen how high it is, so it's just made it even worse now. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth have he told you before? Yeah, <laughs> and as you say, you're raising money for a very good cause, but how much training are you both having to put into doing this? Um, at the moment, it's just been personal training, um, and we're, we're trying to do a little bit more each week. Um, both uh, Jay and myself are classed as disabled, and the one person who is doing a lot of training for this is James. Obviously, with his disability, um, the extra work rate, what he's going to have to do, it, it, it's surprising that we take for granted that we can just walk normal. Um, with James, it, it, his technique, what he's got to do, just little things like walking down a mountain, the possibilities are that he's going to have to walk backwards. Now, how many people will walk down a mountain backwards? Um, so the training, what he's doing, is very hard. Um, it's hard on his shoulders because some parts he's going to have to be on his, um, his stumps, his prosthetics and his hands. It's just, even though I'm friends with him, um, it, it's inspirational just to be climbing it with him. Absolutely incredible and Jay do you know too much about the conditions what they're going to be like when you get there? Cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard minus 20 and I was um, yeah I struggle with an English winter so I don't know what I'm going to do with that but we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. And what about your training have you been thinking too much about it because you're doing this a little bit later on in the year aren't you about September are, time yeah. hopefully. Yeah I do martial arts as well so I'm still continuing the training with that I'm doing my jiu-jitsu which is great conditioning so fingers crossed it'll get me in the right fitness that I need to be. Darren, we know you're you're up for a challenge. Have you got anything else planned after this one? 
Um, at the moment, no. Uh, I don't think there's many more what you can actually get bigger and better than this one. Uh, we've got to see if that we do it. Um, obviously, we will go right to the end. And we're looking at KMTV. You're going to be following us through our training. And we're going to do some videos while we're at the top of the mountain for KMTV as well. Uh, but it's all about the sponsorship, and that's the main thing for it. We're doing it for um, depression, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, mental health awareness. But the two charities are Help for Heroes and Royal British Legion, which have helped me so much along my journey with Invictus Games, the Warrior Games. Um, but we need to raise awareness from that because of the work what they do. It's unbelievable work day in, day out what they do. That's it for now, but you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.